Welcome to Business in 15. We're talking about industrialization. You're talking about uh, development that is happening uh, at, at a high rate. As a matter of fact, recently, um, statistics at a global level show that we are now 8 billion and the land is not expanding. Probably this is the reason why people are now building in wetlands and, and all these kind of cases we keep hearing in the media and the ones that we are reporting as ourselves. Um, my question is, how do these people, first of all, get access uh, to wetlands? Um, the construction, the industrialization that is happening and, you know, happening in wetlands. And how are you managing this? There are two ways how people access. There is um, legal access and illegal access. Most of the degradation you see is actually illegal access. People dump soils at night when everyone is sleeping. By the time you wake up, you find the wetland has been filled and there is nobody on site. So it becomes difficult. So these are illegal activities. But they are also permitted activities, like some industries you see uh, along Bombo Road or Namanve, Namanve Industrial Area, which is a wetland. These are permitted activities, uh, legal, legally uh, uh, permitted activities. So uh, access is two-way. There is illegal and legal. And uh, we are working on enhancing our capacity to ensure that there is no illegal encroachment of wetlands. My view is if we must save the wetlands, we need to create a dedicated authority for management of wetlands, gazette the wetlands, as uh, the way we have national parks and central forest reserves, develop management plans for each of these wetland ecosystems and deploy permanent management staff. If we did not have rangers in national parks, we wouldn't be having national parks today. They would have disappeared. We must advance the discussion of, on wetlands to the level of national parks. We gazette them fence them, uh, rather demarcate the boundaries, have manage active management plans, have staff deployed for day-to-day -day management, and even develop these for economic purposes. You can develop uh, tourism, for example, the way tourism is paying for existence of wildlife and national parks. Wetlands have capacity to generate money to sustain their management through tourism, ecotourism. If you look at uh, budding tourism, uh, Uganda has one of the most highly thought out uh, after birds. They should be one of the most endangered uh, birds on earth is highly demanded for tourism. People travel from all over the world to come and see the should be. So you can actually develop economically and sustainably these wetlands to become uh, money-making ecosystems without compromising their ecological integrity. So that's where we should go in our view that's our advice as NEMA to government. We should take the issue of wetlands much more seriously by treating them as true protected areas uh, and then get protection that we accord to other forms of protected areas like national parks, uh, wildlife reserves, and central forest reserves. So where you have protection, you are sure you have results. But where you have protection, you can also... Uh, promote economic, sustainable economic development uh, of these wetlands. Otherwise, the rate at which we are losing these wetlands, you can be sure that uh, if we don't halt 
this decline we shall run out of uh, uh, wetlands very soon when when you look around you see that there's a huge appetite uh from people to purchase land um you know because of its proximity but they forget the fact that this is this uh, the, the places that are purchasing land uh, are actually prohibited um say they are wetlands i.e. and um for, for for those who are now concerned and 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 they feel they want to be with you in the same fight to avoid buying land in such areas first of all how do they tell or how do they check that the land I'm actually buying now is in a wetland or not well there 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 are two ways you can tell some wetlands are visible you can see that this is a swamp you identify them using existence of water or existence of water based Uh, plant life for example a papyrus cannot grow on dry land so it will, you see, grow in a it will be a wetland sage grass will be always in a wetland so there are some wetlands where you can use your naked eye to see that this is a wetland based on the presence of water or presence of plants that have adapted there are seasonal wetlands where you cannot tell using your naked eye because they only become wet when it has rained when it is dry season they also dry they become dry land they remain uh, flood plains so you may not tell if you've not done soil analysis if you are not uh, if you've not taken samples of soils to the laboratory you may not tell that so where you are in doubt you you, you write to nema if somebody is going to sell you uh, land and you are in doubt it is maybe in a valley because wetlands will always be in either valley or top on the mountain now mountain tops like top of ruenzoli it's unlikely somebody will be going to buy there so most of the problem is on the valleys the valleys the flood plains uh, which are seasonal wetlands that's where people have bought land and land has created problems for themselves because we are in the process we have already started the process of cancelling titles in wetlands which were issued after 1995 the constitution first protected wetlands effectively in 1995 and so any title issued on wetlands after 1995 will be cancelled and the process has begun you must have seen in the newspapers uh, the process is already ongoing for some titles in Kampala Uh, some have already been cancelled over 400 titles have already been cancelled in the forest reserves and and wetlands and this process is going to continue so i encourage ugandans where they are in doubt to first write to us and do due diligence and confirm that before you buy this land especially low lying land that's where the biggest risk is low lying land which is, has no permanent presence of water that's where the problems are so if you are in doubt you write to nema submit uh, the coordinates or a copy of your title we shall be able to put it in our system and tell you that this is part of this wetland system and so don't buy yeah okay maybe maybe a quick one before uh, we conclude here because you you've talked about cancelling titles and that is one of the dangers of trying to build in or buying land in wetlands or cancelling them but uh, speaking from an eco-friendly uh, angle Uh, what are the dangers of encroaching on these wetlands the 
there are so many impacts of encroaching on wetland, visible and non-visible, short term and long term. The most immediate one will be the flooding, because wetlands are supposed to keep water. So if you have nowhere to go, you move about. Uh, uh, so water will move and flood the roads, will flood houses. You've seen houses flooding. So the most immediate impact of wetland decimation is flooding, uh, is the pollution of our water resources. Because wetlands also work as sieves. They sieve the dirty water. By the time it gets into the lake or river, it's already clean. It has gone through a series of natural treatment. So there will be pollution of uh, rivers and lakes, and our fisheries industry will be affected, but also our water, our water resources, access to water will be challenged. The price of treating water uh, for personal, for human consumption is already shooting up. If you look at figures from uh, National Water and Sewage Corporation, the price for water treatment is shooting up because of increasing levels of pollution. But that's not enough. If this pollution goes into fish, and also goes into other uh, food chains, we, it, they will eventually get into our bodies as humans, and so we shall get problems. Our levels of uh, heavy metals, for example, in fish will increase. You will start eating uh, uh, food that is laden with heavy metals. The cancers will ultimately increase. Now, when you destroy a wetland, you are killing biodiversity because... There is life that stays on that wetland, both above ground and below ground. Underneath the soil, there is life also. So you will be killing that biodiversity. And as you kill that biodiversity, you are creating ecological imbalance. When there is ecological imbalance, you start getting things like emerging diseases, which were not there because of ecological balance. For each species you are killing, it has a role in the ecosystem. So that role, if you remove that species, that role will not be played. You will say you are controlling mosquitoes and forget that mosquitoes are also food for other species like snakes, like frogs, etc. And so God created nature in an ecologically balanced manner. Anything you remove, there is a consequence. Now, the other direct consequence is the release of greenhouse gas emissions, which will increase climate change. Uh, wetlands, uh, the wetland plants and also peat, or the dark soil that you see, are all stores of carbon. So if you remove them, you release the carbon. But there are also wetlands are direct stores of another greenhouse gas, now the second most dangerous greenhouse gas after carbon, called methane. Wetlands are the biggest hosts of methane. So if you destroy wetlands, you release methane into the atmosphere and create increased uh, global warming. Water recharge system. Wetlands recharge our water system. When it overrains, wetlands store excess water. And then they release this water slowly to the ground, thereby recharging your underground water system and eventually uh, the surface water system like lakes and rivers. So when you remove uh, 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 wetlands, 
you will affect that ground water charge capacity but also you will affect rain for indirectly when wetlands hold excess water that water evaporates as you know when it is sunny the water evaporates that evaporation eventually is responsible for the rainfall that you and me receive elsewhere even outside uh, where the wetland is so you remove the wetlands you are affecting the rainfall patterns you are affecting the water resources availability you are affecting the life uh, 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 on, on that ecosystem you are taking away the livelihoods of people who depend on these wetlands for medicine for food uh, 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 and, and, and also source of water and, and, and fish so the consequences are dire and we cannot afford to replace the ecological values of wetlands you cannot Oh, the Lego. Lego, yeah, yeah. Okay, I hope this was still on. No, this one. Okay, this was still on. All right. So he will just fix it in between there. Yes. All right. Um, Idi, you were talking about illegal and legal uh, ways of how people have been encroaching um, this land. Can you give an give us an example of legal? approaches or encroachment on these wetlands so the the, the legal approaches um, is when you apply to national environment management authority to develop uh, your land which may have a wetland and then an environment and social impact assessment is done and then you are granted the permission to develop uh, that land that's where we have uh, got factories like namave uh, industrial park and other factories along Ginger Road, those uh, got there in that manner. They applied and the government allocated them the land and NEMA approved them to be there. But because of realization of the threats we have to, um, uh, to the wetlands, effective 2nd September 2021, uh, the National Environment Management Authority suspended any further issuance of, of, of environment and social impact assessment certificates or wetland user permits for all activities in wetlands except for restricted, regulated use uh, for things which we cannot do elsewhere. For example, a road uh, may be passing and it is the only way where it can pass. So we, we encourage the suspending of the road, like the express highway you've seen, it bypasses, it, it passes uh, on top of the wetland. Yeah. Uh, you could have uh, regulated access uh, of, to do fishing, uh, the fisheries industry. You can undertake sustainable fisheries, uh, fish farming in wetlands. You could also have um, ecotourism, uh, for example, Budding activities, nature walks uh, in these wetlands. So those activities you can apply and you are considered. But uh, the other forms of development, uh, things like sand mining, factories, buildings, uh, all those we no longer now allow, uh, we no longer issue any permit for these activities because the wetlands were becoming decimated at a faster rate. And so in the interest of uh, they needed to protect the remaining wetlands, NEMA suspended uh, further issuance uh, of, of, of such permits. We only allow 
uh, restricted government projects like for example sewage treatment uh, 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 because wetlands can actually do well in tertiary or secondary treatment uh, of sewage. Uh, passing of infrastructure like electricity transmission lines, railway uh, uh, lines, uh, that's the only government uh, infrastructure that we're allowing. All the other forms of development are remain suspended. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kankwasa, for having this conversation with us. That was uh, the ED of uh, NEMA, uh, Mr. Babirega Akankwasa. My name is Darren Bartlett. I was your host. That was Business in 15. 